Hey, everybody. The Best Bet Corner is back. Another episode right now. It's a Sunbet production. I'm your host, Harry. And again, as usual, we've got the Parlay Kid, Darren the Parlay Kid, on the show again today. Just might as well. Darren, you might as well just be my co-host, right? I mean, I might as well just say that. No, I don't, I don't want to be. You know, <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Thanks for being on again, pal. We got a lot to get into. Michael, uh, our uh, your son, if not for him, we'd never have this done because me and you don't know what we're doing, Darren. And uh, Michael knows everything. So thanks for Mike for producing for this. Uh, he does a great job. I really appreciate it. And also today, guys, Darren, I want you to introduce you to a buddy of mine, a real good buddy of Lenny K's for many, many years, uh, lives in the same area as you do. Uh, his name is Mike Jacobs. Mike Mike is a NBA guru, savant, you know, and gambling like cr- gambles on NBA like crazy. We'll get to what he's got going on, what he likes, what he has going on right now. Mike Jacobs, thanks for being on, pal. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. I I was miserable from uh, mid March till uh, late July. I bet, you know, and Darren, we before I've had Mike on a couple times when I was doing the radio show in Phoenix. So he's been on the best bet corner a couple times and we discussed a lot of the NBA back then. But boy, I mean, guys, listen, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I, I, after, we, you know, we thought everything was status status quo the way the first day went. Milwaukee was minus 20,000 to win their uh, series against Orlando. Orlando's had injuries and players out and and other things, and they pull a stunner. They ain't 20. The Milwaukee's not 20,000 to win the series anymore, guys. Yeah, Harry, uh. Not just a stunner. That game was really Orlando's game the whole way. That wasn't yeah. where we saw Orlando maybe come back at the end of the game and pull one out. They dominated that game today. Um, look, I don't think they're going to win this series. I'd be shocked. I, uh, that minus 20,000 I thought was a little ridiculous. But, wow, what a, what a performance by Orlando today. Hey, maybe Milwaukee needs that home court advantage. Maybe they really do need it. Maybe this is where that it really hurts a team like them, right? Look again. Look, we had talked about. I had talked about on the radio show that ninety six nine, the game that I do in Orlando with the hosts uh, who deals with the Magic a lot, uh, Mike. Uh, and we had discussed for weeks that Vucevic is a beast. He's a double double every single night. He dominated the game today. And let's not forget, Mike. I, I want to get to your point of what you like in this series moving forward and what you have on the series. But more than anything, like you got to remember the bucks with this, like you just mentioned, Darren 28 and three at home that gets wiped out. They don't get that opportunity. So anything goes here. And to be honest, last year in the Eastern conference finals up to nothing to Toronto against Toronto, they won both of those book games by 31 and you lose four straight. I mean, that that's pretty bad of a choke job as you can probably get out there. I mean, they look great. And then all of a sudden four straight got to remember that this team hasn't won anything. So moving into this series here, all the pressures on them to get it done again, not on Toronto and Toronto's look great. And Milwaukee, a full El Foldo today, Mike, what do you think? You know, let's not forget guys. Um, Toronto lost game one last year against um, Orlando. So Orlando also right. had a big upset in game one last year. And then Toronto um, just destroyed him Steam in the next four. So I'm, I'm still confident that that's going to happen in this series. I think today they just, you know, maybe they just figured they can show up and beat him. I mean, they didn't have Aaron Gordon. They don't have Jonathan Isaac. You know, I, I yeah. think they just basically stepped on the court and figured they're going to get a W. So, you know, a little wake up call. 
I mean, the Nets beat the Sixers last year in game one. The Sixers came back and, and beat them the next four. I still think this is going to be a quick uh, now five-game series. But I'll tell you guys, my best bet so far is I took um, the Raptors plus 1,100 uh, to win the whole thing. If you remember when we, we spoke a while back, uh, I like the Raptors as well. I just think they have uh, yeah. too much depth, too much experience for, um, for Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, that's the team that I've been pointing out too. I've been calling it, and Darren and I, when we do uh, Against All Odds um, and uh, with Cousin Sal, um, I've discussed and last year I was on Toronto against Golden State, and I was on Toronto again this year. Uh, I've got them playing the Clippers in the finals uh, with Clippers winning in six because of their bench. I just think their bench is too deep. Uh, Darren, who do you have to, w- to win it all, and what's your final right now? What are you thinking? Well, I have Bucks Clippers uh, matchup, which is, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. It's kind of sure. two of the favorites. Um, but I've said I've kind of jumped on your bandwagon a couple weeks ago with the Raptors. Just uh, you know, they are the epitome of a team. They play great team basketball. Uh, very little egos uh, on that team. They have a very good coach. So uh, after what we saw today. Um, you know, I might even be kind of going towards that side too. I think it's yeah. going to come down yeah. to uh, the Bucks, uh, Toronto, and I could see that being a seven game coming down to a seventh game. Mm. Uh, you know, couple couple weeks from now or a month from now, whatever that's going to be. Yeah, Sixers look sloppy right now, but Mike, I got to tell you, uh, Darren has had a not even just for years, and now it's changing a little bit. But Darren for years has despised, in case you didn't know, despised Kyle Lowry. Well, you know, Lowry really has been impressive in the playoffs uh, last Unreal. year and, great. And, so, and yesterday. I mean, he had that, when he was with DeMar DeRozan, I mean, those guys couldn't get it done. Um, you know, they got beaten by LeBron every year. They got beat by the Nets that one year when they had Pearson Garnett. But you got to give the guy credit. I mean, he's uh, he's a floor general. And now that Fred Van Fleet has really come into his own, I, that team on paper, they just look more. They just look more impressive to me. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way home from work, and I'm listening to that Milwaukee game late in the game, and I'm hearing George Hill to Connaughton, to Hill, Connaughton. I'm thinking this is the best team in the in the league. Hill and Connaughton are playing at the end of the game. Yeah, they, they're just not that impressive to me, Milwaukee. And I, I think Toronto's going to take them. And I that plus eleven hundred. I, I, I had to grab those odds, but yeah, don't don't sleep on Kyle Lowry anymore, my friend. He's uh. He's turned the corner. <laughs> I think I think Darren I think Darren sorta appreciates his play over the last year and a half now too, and he's tur- he's turning a he's he's switching a little bit. Yeah, I mean that that is true. <laughs> you know, another thing. Uh, he's a true point guard. He's a true point he guard. Is. You know, um, Harry. There's been six games mm-hmm. so far played. Five favorites have covered, including today's uh, twelve point well, win uh, well, from. Mike, the heat. That, that that's something we discussed yesterday, Mike, on uh, Against All Odds, me, Darren, and uh, more than uh, me and Darren, uh, it was Sal and uh, Darren's brother, Brian, discussing that, you know, how is this going to play out when the better team is really playing against a lower team? You know, the lower team well, doesn't have that crowd when they're maybe they stole one or down 0-2, but, but come home and the place is pumped up. And you know how that works. You get a couple calls mm-hmm. in the first half against uh, the team. You know, LeBron might get, you know, 
maybe not like Brown, but somebody gets a two quick fouls where they would never call those at home on the guy. You don't have that. You don't have that yeah. anymore. You don't have that extra little boost when you're when obviously you're an undersized team or or just not as good. And that's what it's going. It could it could now make for boring basketball. But again, but then again, at the same time. It could be boring basketball because no underdogs winning, but still these games, the way these are playing out, you're still going to get 124 to 118 games, which is better than in past three, three, four years ago, where we're getting, still yeah. getting 88, 79 games. Well, you know, Hey, Harry, spe- no, go on, speaking of that, Harry, yeah. the, the uh, favorites in the three majors yesterday went 20 and one uh, oh. that's against uh, uh, the spread too, not just straight up mm-hmm. against spread. The favorites in the three majors were twenty and one yesterday. I think there's one lone loss in the uh, MLB. So think about that. <laughs> That's incredible. What a that what a bad up. day for the books yesterday. Bad day for the books. Good, good, right, Mike? Good. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> you know, Harry. I didn't even think about what you just said before. You just said that. You know, think about think about Lakers Portland. And game three in Portland and those fans mm. just going crazy and they're mm. down to nothing and they get that game three because the fans are just, you know, it's deafening. You're not going to have that this year. So you're right. We might get, get um, might get some quicker series because of that. Mike, Mike, that's a Darren, Mike, that's a great point, because let's say exactly that's the situation. LeBron, A.D., Lillard, McCollum and and. Let's say Portland was close in both games in L.A. and lost, like you just mm-hmm. said, Mike. And then in game three, they blow the Lakers out by 20. Game four is must-see mm-hmm. TV. You know, Darren? Must-see TV, if that's the case. Now yeah, That's absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. But I guess it could go both ways, right? So um, I guess it will be yet to be determined, really, how that all shakes out in terms of what the home court – would have meant to some of these teams. Sure. Uh, I think there's a little give and take. Obviously, I do believe it actually hurts the higher seeded team, right? Because you're you're basically losing at least one extra game on the home court. So mm-hmm. I do think it hurts the the better team in the long run, and that's just my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, uh, how many times do you see college basketball teams get numerous calls at home where it's just laughable? And then the NCAA tournament comes around and you're not getting those calls you were getting all the time against the lower teams. Mm-hmm. It's going 50-50 on calls because they're calling 50-50. They, they also need games to stay close and they also need the money for people to be, stay tuned and watching. And that's something here that you're not getting as as, as having being that uh, being that home team. You're not getting it. So calls here could be 50 50 and you're not getting those extra calls. And something like what happened today with Orlando could happen a little bit more. Who knows? We'll see. Well, it could. But so far, it looks like the the um, the favorites are, are are holding court. Yeah, so far. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, I like oh, we we talked months ago, and I was uh, mentioning that OKC was the best team in the league against the spread. That's my best bet for the for a series winner. Obviously, you know, I don't yeah. mean a, a one eight matchup, but I like OKC. Uh, I took them at uh-huh. plus one thirty, uh, especially uh, with with Houston not having Westbrook. I think OKC will take that series. Chris Paul, you know, he's he's a winner. Not a not an NBA uh, champion, you know, but I think he'll get him out of the first round. 
No, I, I've, I've had my issues with Chris Paul, too, but I think he's done good this season. Darren knows that. And I, but, I mean, again, OKC, uh, I think they were 2-1 and one against the Rockets this year. And also, Mike, I looked this up the other day. In the three games they played this year, how about this for a stat? Six of 40. Six of 40 from three-point range. Harden, six of 40 wow. in his three games against from three-point <laughs> range. That's a lot of threes, too, to put up in three games. It is a lot. But, so, but listen, look, you have any, by the way, you have anything on, uh, anything on the, on the uh, Bucks series? Mike? I do not. Uh, I, you know, yeah, not yeah. laying 20,000 to win a hundred bucks. Um, but right. <laughs> I'll see if you, I mean, what I would do from this point on is, is, is take, um, is roll with, uh, you got to ride with Milwaukee. I mean, I, I, again, like I said, I, I think they just got, they weren't ready today. I'm going to give sure, them an sure. excuse. I think they kick yeah. it in gear. I think, you know, Giannis is the MVP for a reason, two-time MVP about to be. I think it's, it's you know, they took their, they took their first punch, and now it's going to be uh, – I like I like Milwaukee sure. the next four. I'll give you another uh, good good pick, guys. Take the sure. team total for Toronto against the Nets. The Nets have been giving up so many points. They're Obviously, we mm-hmm. know that they're a depleted team. They play no defense. Um, take the halftime and the over – and the full game over for Toronto, you, you should win every time. They, the, the Nets are just playing zero defense. They just they can't. They, you know this is a this is a G League team that they have. They can't score though. They they did do actually pretty good in the bubble. They can they? score. Uh, five, they can score. Two, you know that yeah. game, that one thirty four one thirty three game against Portland. They can score, but they also can't. They can't defend. Yeah, 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 that's all. That's that's the same situation right now going on with Portland. Yes, same situation. I think the last their last fifteen games, Mike. Last fifteen games, guys. At least somebody in their game has scored one hundred and twenty-two points or more. Mm. So uh, it's just it, that's what's happening here, you know, guys. It's, I think no one wants to get injured either, but still, it's, and back off a little bit, but uh, still, scores are, scores at least are up. If people don't think, uh, you know, they don't like certain matchups, at least the scoring is up. Uh, look, guys, um, let's get before we get to the golf. Let's because golf was me. Listen, uh, Mike, me and Darren back and forth and with Sal and brother Brian text message chain about golf last week. We'll get to that. Uh, in a second, but um, first, like I want to, I want to ask you something. I know Lenny, Lenny K hasn't been on the show in a while, but like I said, Darren, Darren, you know, Lenny K very well. And Mike's been friends with Lenny K for ages. He wanted me to throw, he's not with us today, but uh, he wanted me to throw out there, Mike, to you that he wanted you to explain to Darren, to Michael, to everybody out there that's listening. Um, when you were 14, 15 years old, a, how were you allowed to sneak into casinos and bet in New Jersey? And B, same thing goes for being at, 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 at like Yonkers and other racetracks. How were you allowed to bet? You know, I would, being 14, 15. I would grab my fake ID and I'd put a three piece suit on. I'd have my head down and we'd just walk right in <laughs> and go and sit at the tables. You know, back in, you know, 1980, 85, 1986, people didn't care too much about that stuff. <laughs> it, was a, it was a different a, world back then. Three. You had a three-piece suit at 15 years know, old? Whatever I had, you know, the little <laughs> handkerchief sticking out of my pocket, whatever made me look a little that older back then. Now, now, 
What what tracks would you go to? I used to go to Yonkers Raceway. I used to go to the Meadowlands. We would go to the Meadowlands all the time after Nets games. We'd go. We'd fly across uh, uh, from the Brendan Byrne Arena over to the Meadowlands racetrack to catch the last few races. It was fantastic. But yeah, mostly you'll, mostly you'll, Yonkers, and uh, we took we stuck with the Trotters. Mostly Yonkers and, and the Meadowlands. You like that, Darren? Uh, hey, hey, Harry. I, I love it. Yeah. How come uh, Mike has? Uh, why is he not put in for the uh, Degenerate Hall of Fame with the uh, Against All <laughs> oh, Odds he's podcast? Got, no, uh, we got to get him nominated. We got to get him. Uh, got to send an email. I mean, no please. That, I'm that's a, a winning I'm not story in there right there. That is a win. Yeah, right. I mean, that is great. Fifteen though. <laughs> I mean, I was, Impressive. I was pedal. I, I was, I was already known around my hometown at 15 that I was the guy who to find if you it's in high school and a little bit around town, if you needed parlay cards for football, right. you know, and I would, <laughs> I would distribute and, and Mike, I don't know if I, I, I might've told you, Darren knows my little league baseball coach was also my, my bookie in town. Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so uh, anyway, so so yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, at fifteen I was peddling cards, but uh, I wasn't able. I was never uh, able to sneak into the. Oh, actually, me and Lenny K did go to Atlantic City when we were nineteen. Sal Sal was with us too when we were in college. We went. To, uh, we we had a uh, quite the time. Lenny K's car broke down, and uh, uh-huh. we it was freezing in Atlantic City, and we couldn't. Uh, uh, I lost three hundred bucks in five, in ten minutes, <laughs> and I had no more money, and nobody had money. So uh, it was quite. You the, want to know what a different world it is right now, guys? Uh, uh, last yeah. summer, that was a, it was over Christmas break. My uh, cousin, who's twenty years old, was sitting in the casino, just sitting there waiting for me to um, to finish shooting craps. I think he maybe played a couple of quarter slots. Got arrested. Twenty year old got arrested for playing quarter slots. Back in the eighties, fifteen years old, we're betting hundred dollars wow. on on um, on blackjack. Nobody's carding us. Nobody cares. Different world. Oh, wow. Different world. Wow. You know, guys, I'm looking at wow. the sport. The 80s, uh, the 80s was, they were the best. They were. 1913, two minutes left in, in the first quarter of this Houston OKC game. That is really low Under. scoring. And I would I would jump on the, the live over right now because that's probably about 15 points less than the original one was. And you know it'll, it'll, it'll regress to the mean. You know it's going to be a big, high-scoring second quarter. Sure. So... You like to look at those. Wow. Uh, look, I, do you guys play live uh, live wagering? Because I love live wagering. Uh, Darren, your brother does more. Your your brother probably does a little more than you, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say um, I've done a little bit you more do live some. wagering late, yeah. lately. Uh, <clears throat> when, especially in uh, you know when I have the time to be able to do it. So yeah, lately I've done it more than I ever have done it in my life. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it's fun to do. I know where uh, we've discussed it uh, a little bit of doing more of it. And our brother Brian does it a lot. He'll, he'll live. Yeah. Yeah. Out. I mean, you got, you got Look, to figure got- Houston, right now. OKC's on pace for about 65 points. You know, that's not going to happen. Sure. So, you know, they're going to turn it on, you know, it's just a matter. And if you could, you know, you missed out on the original over, well, now you can get it at about 15 points less. I checked out. I did look. I did look up some stuff today. In, in terms of that, because of how they haven't scored that much, seven of the seven of the last ten games that they played against each other, these two have gone under two hundred and twenty-four points. Interesting. 
just uh, maybe whatever it is, maybe okay. And not that these teams play great defense, but whatever it is, Harden hasn't shot well against them. Interesting. What's the uh, live wow. under over right now? 212. So you can get the under 224, yeah. but still win the, you know, 220. 229. Now you can get a 212. Nice. That's a big difference. Come on. Come on, Darren. Darren, jump on. Oh, um, Harry, before you talk about golf, <laughs> uh, you and I were talking yeah. about how um, <laughs> to take the best player over in these games. So it's yeah. almost an automatic Darren, win. check this out. Check this out. Yeah. So I mean, if, we, <clears throat> if we go through the games, Embiid, Tatum, two best players, both went over. Kawhi went over. Doncic went over. Um, Giannis went over. Vukovic went over. Help me here. I'm missing a game. Um, uh, Butler went over today. There was one yeah. other game. I think it was last night. I can't well, think of it. Both guys went over. What? Um, what about? Tur- did you say Toronto? The Toronto game, game was was the exception. They did not. Oh, uh, Donovan Mitchell, fifty-seven right. points went over. Sure. Jokic went over. So out of the 10 best players of the 10 teams, wow. eight out of 10 yeah. uh, were winners. Great point, Mike. And, you know, that's something that maybe, I mean, is it coincidence or like, like you guys mentioned earlier, Darren, no, no fans. So we can't really, no fans, no, no showing anybody. So we can't have those 90 to 85 games. So less defense, no fans, and let's have 130 to 128 games and hope that it comes down to the wire and that just all these records are going to be broke because of like Mitchell yesterday with a 57 that you mentioned, Mike, and other stuff maybe down the road in terms of crazy numbers. Especially with fans, especially with the best players. Well, that's what it is. Yeah, look, I'm a... Go on, Darren. Go ahead, Mike. Mike. Well, you know, these guys are, are, they're superstars for a reason and they're showing it in the playoffs. You know, Jimmy Butler steps up in the playoffs. What a terrible move that was by Philadelphia going for Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. What an awful move. Oh, mm. Jimmy Butler is such a winner. Any, everywhere he goes. It's just guys like that. The Luka Doncic's first game uh, playoff game scores 42 points. I think that was an NBA record. But the, the star, Jason Tatum, the stars are coming out. Donovan Mitchell, joke it. So they get paid the big bucks. And now they're doing it in the playoffs. Yeah, it really is. Listen, look, I know we've got it's something also that we got to understand and recommend and and think about is that look, we didn't have anything for so long, and now we're just it's, it's every day we're getting we're getting. Uh, I'm waking up and whatever, doing a little bit of work, and then by nine o'clock on the West Coast, we got games on you know in hockey. We've got games in basketball. I mean, this is this is. I mean, every day we're going to have this for still a, quite some time, guys. It really is great, right? It's so great. It's so fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, th- I, th- I think we deserve it a little bit, right, though? As sports fans, we had to, we did have to wait uh, probably longer than we've ever had to wait in our life before for some of these uh, things to happen. So uh, we yeah. deserve it, and let's hope we can ride this as long as we can right now. Absolutely. Listen, right before we, we are going to get to right. golf in a second, but just for a uh, quick touch on the hockey uh, Mike, I don't know what who your who's your team in hockey. Do you have a favorite team? I like the Islanders, but I'm not I'm not a huge like huge okay. uh, fan of anybody. Okay. Well, Darren's a huge Islander fan. He's uh, 
He's got his he's got his game in about an hour. Yeah. Uh, the Islanders are going for the sweep. Mm-hmm. I mean, lifeless this Capitals team, Darren. Lifeless. Yeah, well, I, I think lifeless is a little harsh. I think uh, they've been scrappy. There's been some fights in this uh, series. Um, I, I and look, the Islanders. Every game, the Capitals have had a chance to win here, right? So uh, the Islanders are up three nothing. It's Look, we you know we're not going to say it's over yet. As a Yankee fan, uh, I can never, I'll never say that again when the team's up three nothing. But I think the Capitals here. I think right tonight's going to be an interesting night. I either way, I think the series is over by game five. Even if the Capitals sneak one out here, the Islanders are an ex. Look, they are. They have a fantastic coach in Barry Trotz. Harry, you know, I think he's yeah. one of the top coaches in all of sports. I think he is, uh, and. They, the Islanders are a team. They don't really have a superstar. They play as a team. They can roll four lines out against you, and they're very uncomfortable to play against. They hit you. Uh, yeah. they're, they're very gritty. They're a gritty, gritty team, the, the, and I, uh, that's why they're so fun to watch. And they're very fun to watch. I think your Islanders, from watching this uh, the playoffs start so far, Darren, that they they're a type of team. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win it all, but they can. They like to play defense, as you mentioned many times at the beginning of the season. They're playing great defense, and they can win those games two to one. But they can also score four or five and win those games five three, five four as well. And listen, I don't know. I'm saying Washington is lifeless since under the bubble, Darren. They are one and five, and they beat Boston two to one when they didn't have two Karask in net. So I don't know. This Washington team has just since Barry Trotz has been gone. I don't. Wow. Well, I knew that was a big loss for them. Look, it's like, you know, how do they not Boston want to spend the money for this guy? He just won you a championship. I, I they, they let him walk like the next day, Harry. They let yeah. Trotz walk the next day. They said, all right, see ya. But look, we thought the Bruins were lifeless too, right? And, uh, you know, I had the Hurricanes last night up 2 nothing going into the third period. Uh, I thought that was oh. a lock. And then within seven minutes, Boston had scored four goals. Uh, and did not permit a shot on goal until about uh, a minute thirty left in the third period. It was a complete annihilation in the in the uh, third, and that hurts me because I had the Hurricanes going pretty far too uh, in these playoffs. Yeah, so I mean, look, uh, good luck to you tonight, uh, guys, with your uh, with your Islanders, Darren. You deserve it. Um, you've uh, endured a lot where it ha- a lot of stuff hasn't happened. So at least moving out to the next round would be fantastic. Good feeling, right? Oh, absolutely. It's been a, you know, we, we, we haven't seen, you know, we're growing up in the 80s. We got to see the Islanders win a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then over the last uh, 20, 25 years, it's been a, a roller coaster, uh, but mostly, you know, a roller coaster that's uh, come yeah. to a halt, really, you know. So well, uh, it's good. It's good to see this. And uh, kudos to Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz. Listen, who have, uh, revitalize the franchise. Absolutely. Listen, something that what has been a roller coaster and was last week was Mike. We'll get to your picks in a sec, but Darren and I, uh, it, Sunday was wild. It was I used the word gut wrenching on against all odds uh, yesterday because I had uh, win bets out there. Uh, I did hit a nice par- substantial size pop parlay, but still should have got more. I had Billy Horschel to win it. I had Siwoo Kim to win it. I had Webb Simpson to win it, and they were all boxed around. 
a guy <laughs> named Tom Herman who, that, like, by the way, Mike, just, I mean, I know you watch too because you had money and I'll get to your bets in a second what you had on it. But, I mean, didn't he, we, we said it against all odds. I think Sal mentioned it. Like, he looked like he was 60, Herman, all hun- hunched <laughs> over. 42. He, Mike, he was a, he was a shot away from missing the cut with after 15 on on Friday, and he wins the tournament out of nowhere and just kill and that just and that's the one guy who I needed to hedge on, and I kept wanting to do it, wanting to do it. I saw him at five to one, but as soon as I went to like maybe put it in a five to one, he dropped to 425. He dropped to 375, and then I'm like, I'm not doing it at 375, and then I didn't do it at all. And it killed me, killed me. I mean, Darren, you know, the, you know what happened. You had it too. Yeah. You, I had, yes, I had Kim uh, to win. Uh, I didn't have Horschel. I actually had Webb Simpson as well. So I did have two of those three. I didn't have Horschel. Yes. And you could see Herman at the end, right? When Horschel was putting to tie and force uh, a playoff. Oh, that was great. Herman was scared to death of going into that playoff. He wanted nothing to do to have to play another round. He, it almost looked like you said, Harry. It almost looked like his body couldn't handle another did you, round. Did of you golf, see him right? trying to another drink the water? Golf, another hole of golf. That's did you guys see him trying? His hand shaking. Right? His hand <laughs> was shaking. He couldn't he wanted, drink the water. He couldn't drink the water because he couldn't. The top. The top he, of the water was on it. Still, if that goes into a playoff, Horschel wins uh, hands down. That guy Herman didn't want to be. He wanted. He was. What the the uh, end result was exactly what he was wishing for, which I don't blame him. But, yeah, but uh, it was boy. And we're talking about we're talking about the Wyndham Championship here, not even a headline tournament here, Harry. But you've got you have gotten me into golf so much that yeah. even the Wyndham Championship is making me watch well, golf. Well, Wyndham Championship is the last tournament too before you get to the one twenty five, which too. is yes. which is this week at the Northern Trust in Boston. So we'll get to that in our picks in a second. But, Mike, over this past weekend, you told me you fired away on golf, too. What did you have out there? Actually, it wasn't. Any good? It, any bad? It wasn't this. It was the PGA last uh, last week. Okay. Let me ask you a question. So Herman won this tournament this past week, correct? And yeah. And who won the PGA? Yep. Uh, P- Morikawa. Okay. How many people have heard of those two golfers? Unless you're an avid golfer, no one's no one's heard no one's heard of Herman. Right? No and one's I don't heard think of anybody's Herman. ever heard of Morikawa. Is becoming a name now because because he won. Uh, he because he also had the record going in terms of cuts made twenty five of the of uh, twenty twenty. He hit Tiger's record twenty five hits was twenty two. But he's been nothing but he's only been around for a year year and a half and he's been lights out. He's on the top of the leaderboard every but week. You know, it's getting tough now because. Now the field is is so big. It used to be that, you know, it was either yep. Spieth or McElroy or Justin Thomas or Kepka. You kind of, you know, could narrow it down of who really realistically had a chance of winning. Now anybody could win. So it's it's just it makes it really tough. Darren, absolutely, right? And, uh, oh, I we talked about that the other day, Harry, is the amount of good golfers that are out there right now, um, it's its incredible, uh, the amount of top golfers. If you look at the top, the list of, say, the top 50 in the world, um, you know, any one of them are capable of winning. Uh, and obviously people outside of the top 50 or 100, like Herman, uh, are capable of winning. So, uh, yeah. yeah, really, there's so many, it's so difficult golf. And Harry, I like to, I've, 
come to like to wager on golf, but I've also found it almost impossible to wager on well, golf. Yeah, I mean, um, there there are so many guys that are coming up. Look, out of the top 125, some of these guys, you know, with the big names, uh, don't play as many uh, tournaments, obviously, during the year. And this year with COVID, uh, it's understandable even more than ever. But, like, uh, I, and, uh, against all odds, my best bet, Mike, uh, this week is uh, Adam Scott to finish in the top 30 at plus 125. I just think I don't love him here because it's a course these guys haven't really played because uh, this tournament always jumps around courses around uh, the Boston area. So, uh, but you're looking at guys who have big names but haven't had that good of seasons. And if you look at the top 25 here, You've gotten just to throw out there that you guys mentioned some guys that are really good golfers that you, people have never heard of. Uh, first off, in terms of the guys people have heard of, Justin Rose just barely made it. He hasn't been playing good golf at all. Uh, he's hundred. He's one hundred and ninth on the list. You know, um, you look down wow. here too. Shane Jeez. Lowry, who was the defending Open champion, is at one twenty two. So he played real well at. Uh, in Memphis at St. Jude a couple of weeks ago, he got a sixth place finish. So if he doesn't get that, he's not in the top 125. Uh, other guy, Kepka, 97. Uh, Snedeker, 98, who hasn't done anything this year. Uh, and Jordan, my, like you mentioned, Jordan Spieth, three years ago removed, number one in the world. Now he's 100th, 100th on the FedEx couplets. And he's played wow. in plenty of tournaments this year. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. He looked like he was going to be the next Tiger Woods. I don't know what you happened. Know, we talk him. about that, right? We talk about that on a. Yeah. He sure uh, did. Mike, that's, I, that's why Mike, I don't I, think we can get comfortable with any of these golfers, right, Harry? <laughs> yeah, and that we said that just a couple of weeks ago, Darren. And and more than anything, if you look back, you go back and you look at just, for example, Jordan Spieth's scorecard on all these tournaments for this past year plus. It's just too many. It, and not only is it too many bogeys, you can have even good bogeys at times to save yourself. He's had way too many times where he's had double bogeys and it kills him because his putting isn't that good anymore. When four years ago, he was lights out. And look, you know, we mentioned guys who are we don't even know and and, and that aren't even that are just great golfers and they sneak up like number 72 on the list. Who I mean, I know all these golfers because I'm a sick bastard. I mean, I know where they're from. I know the country they're from. But at 72, who's Harry Higgs? Never heard of him. <laughs> right, Darren? I, I have no idea. I really, that, that's true, Harry. That's one that I don't know. Yeah. yeah. 58, yeah, Maverick McNeely. Maverick McNeely, 53. Yeah, I've, heard of, I've heard of Maverick McNeely. Yeah. Um, but I can't believe he's 53. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, just like uh, you go down the list here, Jeez. Michael Thompson's a guy who won a couple of weeks ago, um, 46. Um, you know, something I on this list, too, guys, I've always I, I don't know how you feel about Ricky Fowler, uh, mm. uh, Mike, and I think he's a great guy for golf. I think he's a great person. He's a great interviewer. He's, he's never done anything wrong. But at 30 plus, I just find him to be beyond overrated. Um He's 88th on this list. That's the worst he's been. That's the worst he's been in 10 years in at, at, at this point in the season where they one uh, through 25, 88th worst, worst in 10th year. He's not even, he's not even the second. He's not even the third best player that went to Oklahoma state 
uh, because if you throw in Hovland and uh, and Wolf, Wolf also, who's been fantastic this year, four top 25s in his last uh, six, and he plays second at the Rocket Mortgage, fourth of the PGA. is a guy to look out maybe for this week, too. Uh, who do you guys like? Mike, who do you like this week? You got anything? You know, I just wanted to just um, just piggyback what you were saying about Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler and Jason Day, to me, are like synonymous. They're, they're, they tease you. You know, Jason yes. Day got off to a great yeah. start in the PGA. I think he was leading after day one. And then he like just gets stuck in the mud. He just uh, never makes that move. Yeah, he'll be minus yep. five after the first day. He'll finish minus six. It's like, come on. Yeah. And right. you, you just always think and you root for guys like yep. Day and Fowler, and they just never seem to do it. They just seem to disappoint time and time again. That's exactly that's a great point. Day is great at Pebble Beach and the, and he he shines there but still a couple years ago removed he was at the top of his game he, and and winning and winning majors and now it just seems like yeah he might have a nice he might yeah he might have a nice 4 or 5 under 6 under on opening day and he finishes you know, right around the same. You're right, Mike. Same thing with him. I mean, you got a bunch of guys here that can win this. I'm, I'm, I'm not, and Mike, I don't know if you like on bestbackcorner.com. Uh, my pal, Eric Cohen and, uh, Eric's email or uh, email addresses at Cohen's corner. AZ good pal of mine that I've done radio shows with here in Phoenix. Um, he does a, uh, uh, article for us every week on, uh, the PGA and me, him, Michael, and Darren, all give our picks. We have it's a, it's a betting sort of thing too. Uh, maybe if you want to jump in next week, more than welcome. Uh, where we have we use a hundred fictitious dollars to uh, to place on your win bets, a hundred fictitious dollars to bet on anything else, top ten, top twenty, top thirty, whatever. And uh, I'm getting my butt kicked. I mean, I I, should, I had horror. I, you know, I, I I can't. But I mean, Michael's been great, and uh. And Darren's hit a couple. Darren's hit uh, on, on Best Bet Corner. Darren's called Dustin Johnson and Morikawa a couple times. But uh, I think Michael, I, I know you like uh, Webb Simpson this week. I checked out your picks. I didn't take him, but I'm leaning towards Webb Simpson a lot this week. I think you can get him at thirty to one. Um, he finished like top five again last week. We ha- I had him in a parlay, which was nice. But I th- I think Webb Simpson is a guy who's dangerous. I know he didn't play well at the PGA, but other than that, he's been lights out. Guys, who do you like this week? Anyone you want to throw out there? Well, Harry, I'll I'll uh, I'll start. Um, I think we can't. You know, listen. I it's again. I, I hate to give you uh, guys with uh, you know like DeChambeau, Um but he did win on this ah. course two years ago, uh, in twenty in twenty eighteen. So uh, you could probably find him at twelve to one. Uh, probably leading. Uh, probably it's either him or Justin Thomas with uh, that you would find about twelve to one. But he did win this. He took a week off. We know. I think. I think we could at least say he's going to be in the mix, right? We get the impression of that. So uh, I feel like he's going to be in the mix. So I'm gonna, I like DeChambeau. Uh, I, Abraham Answer is a guy I think you could find some long odds on. Uh, Answer mm-hmm. uh, came in seventh on this course two years ago. Uh, and I do think Answer, who I did pick uh, on against all odds at plus 150 for top 30, I do think he could make a run for the title as well as a, a much longer shot uh, of odds. And, Harry, you know every week I do I, – I think uh, – it's only a matter of time before Xander Schauffele wins one of these. Uh, yeah. I, I could see him 
uh, pulling it out too. I think he's he's about eighteen to one. And uh, you look, I lo- always love Webb Simpson. So if you could find Webb, because he'll be in the hunt. I always feel like he'll be in the hunt uh, at thirty to one or greater. Harry, yeah, love Webb, love Webb too. Yeah, answers a guy I like too. He's he, every single year he's getting better. I think he's like twenty fourth in the world now. Uh, three years ago or four years ago, one ninetieth when he entered this, uh, finished the season at then sixtieth, then twenty first. Now he's thirteenth on the list starting here uh, on Thursday. So he's a guy definitely to look out for. Mike, what do you like out there? Yeah, I mean, get, I, I know um, it's tough, you but can get speech right now plus eight thousand. Um, no thanks. But I wouldn't touch him. I, I you know, I like um, <laughs> even though he's the favorite. I like Justin Thomas. I mean, that, that's a guy who just seems like you know he's always in the mix. He'll have a always, couple, two, yeah. three bad ones in a row, but he yeah. comes right back for a win. And I think he's the favorite. Uh, I think you know, I think he should be the favorite. I think he's the best golfer uh, in the world. I also like John Rahm. I mean, he won a tournament yeah. um, not too long ago. Forget which one it was. He won m- Memorial. Yes. Rom's a consistent golfer. So you want to talk about top five, top ten? Um, you know, don't don't forget Dustin Johnson. But again, I'm you know <laughs> the thing which is so hard about golf now, like we just talked about. I'm saying the names of the last year or two, but you got all these newcomers now that could that could get their way in there. Mm-hmm. You know, the Marikawas and the um, you know the the uh, the Hermans and the the Burgers and the you know Finau is a, is a He's an excellent golfer. Yep. Patrick Cantley is an excellent golfer. There's so many. You know, Paul Casey is an excellent golfer. You know, Fleetwood. Every, There's yeah. just so many. Mike, I, Mike yeah. two, weeks, two weeks ago, Darren and I went through the same agony. I had two weeks ago at the PGA, uh, the, I got at uh, the morning of Sunday's round, I got Casey at 15 to 1. Right there. Yeah. Morikawa shot on 16. Yeah, I mean, that'll go down in the annals of great, the greatest par four drives in the history of uh, golf. Incredible. Really, it should be because it was a major. Incredible. Like, guys, check this out real quick to be really, to be really uh, degenerate, uh, to be a real degenerate here. Look, I I don't know if you guys noticed, but I, Darren, I sent it to you. That last week, the senior tour, you can bet the seniors on some uh, on some sports books, too. And uh, Blaine McAllister finished 41 over par, and he still got a check for seventeen hundred and forty bucks. And there and Jerry Kelly won, uh, who's very good. And he's and he plays a lot. So once in a while, he plays on the on the uh, on the PGA Tour, but he's like 51 and he's been doing really well on the Charles Schwab, uh, or excuse me, the senior tour. But this week, the Charles Schwab series bats pro shops. Steve Stricker is playing in it, and he plays a lot still on the PGA Tour. You can get Stricker at six to one in this tournament. I mean, I think that's yeah, Harry, that's we somewhat value. We, we did catch we did catch Stricker yeah, on the I senior thought- tour last year. I yes, exactly. So I I do like that. I know. Usually you don't see those type of odds to win a golf tournament like six to one. Uh, but believe it or not, that that is uh, under the circumstances, very probably a very good well, value yeah. for Stricker for and, that tournament. Yeah. And Dar- Darren, you know, me and you go back and forth when we do see these type Mike too. the key is, I think more than anything is to see who's if you can get Stricker in the seniors, the key after that is to see who's not playing the rest of the way in terms of 
other possible better players playing in a tournament like this. And he's got he, he's, he's going up against Miguel Angel Jimenez, who's been playing really well lately. But Longer's at 11 to 1. Ernie Els is at 12 to 1. And Jerry Kelly, I guess, is pretty good value at 12 to 1, considering he won last week. But uh, that's just something to look at. I might, of course, I might have to dabble that way too, guys. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the week goes. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just, I'm excited for the golf here. Uh, it's going to be fun this weekend too. Uh, we got everything. Darren, before we head out, I, ro- I want to just, uh, I want to thank you guys, but do you have anything UFC wise that you've looked at yet? I know it's a bad week last week, but uh, anything that you oh. looked at yet or have you seen? Yeah. Um, UFC, uh, the headliner is Munoz versus Edgar. Um, I think uh, Edgar has uh, been a, a very proud fighter for many years now. Uh, he is uh, past his prime. Uh, Munoz, I believe, uh, will win this fight. But the odd, I do not like the odds. I don't like Munoz at minus 220 or even greater. At some, I've seen him up to... 230 or 220 minus 225, uh, but I do think he's going to win. So I think if you could maybe take Munoz inside the distance, where you can get some uh, closer to uh, even odds or some plus odds for yourself, that's where I like that guy. So Munoz to win inside the distance uh, is the way I would go this week in UFC. Other than that, they're really it's not really a, a great look. There's stuff to bet, but. There's really no other yeah. fight I'm really looking forward to uh, on this card. But they have UFC has produced for us uh, for a long time now, so I'll give them a break by not throwing out one of the one of their better cards this weekend. They they deserve a little little uh, respite right here. Sounds good. Oh yeah, yeah. That would absolutely. That would, but that still give it up to the UFC for still putting out a card every single week. It seems that's just been fantastic too. And we didn't have anything. Can't ever forget that. Uh, listen, Mike, uh, anything else you want? Uh, any other games that you like real quick that you might want to throw out there to throw out to everybody? Anything else? Um, I would take the over in tonight's uh, Lakers Blazers game. And I think Anthony Davis is going to have a monster game. He's been playing really poorly uh, the last few games of the bubble. Um, I would take Dames over three pointers. The guy shoots about 15 a night. Uh, look for LeBron to have a lot of assists and rebounds tonight. Um, and just keep, just ride Toronto, ride the Toronto over and ride mm. Toronto to uh, to the NBA Finals. And I agree with you, um, Harry, I have the Clippers, Clippers versus the Raptors as well. Wow, nice, nice. Darren, not too shabby, right? I mean, you got Milwaukee, you got the Clippers too. Clippers, Milwaukee, uh, but uh, as we saw today, Anything is possible. Um, yeah. I, I, I have come around on the Raptors, that's for sure. I think uh, they might be the team that's best fit for this bubble. They might be like, the, you know, mm. I think their their teamwork is uh, maybe the best out of all these teams. They don't rely on one individual. So yeah. maybe that's, well, or, or two individuals, maybe that's what you need to win this inside this bubble. Right. Well, thanks. Listen, guys, thanks again. Michael, thanks for being the uh, top f- top notch producer that you are. Uh, you can also catch me and Parlay Kid on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal podcast, part of the uh, Extra Points podcast network that we have uh, been starting for the past two weeks now. You can catch all mine 
Darren's and his brother, uh, brother Bry. We have a pick on there every single day who we like the best bet. And also my video is on there too of uh, who I like. So check that out whenever you can. Bestbetcorner.com. All our articles. Like I mentioned, the golf article we put up, I'll, I'll have my six pack of uh, NASCAR props where I went four and two again. I don't even know what my record is, Darren. It's too, uh, I got too many wins, too many wins against the spread. Mike, too many wins against the spread to count. But uh, anyways, I'll, I'll have that up by, uh, by Friday. So everybody listen uh, for Darren, the parlay, Darren, the chalk talk. You're at the chalk talker at the chalk talker. And Mike, your, uh, your handle. I, I had a great time. I can't wait to do it again, guys. Yeah. You have you're on Twitter, Mike or no? Oh yes, I am on Twitter. What's your handle? Mike. All right. Nice. Uh, so listen, for everybody uh, out there, enjoy these games. Have a wonderful week. Uh, plenty of playoff action in the hockey, in the NBA. This is fantastic. And we got the Northern Trust this week. So uh, for Darren, the parlay kid, for Michael, the producer, uh, and Mike Jacobs, thank you very much. And Eric Cohen as well. Thanks for everyone. And listen, have a great weekend. This has been the Best Bet Corner, a Sunbet production.